Growing up in a fatherless home, you have the same odds of going to jail as if you were raised by both parents opposed to with the father not there. So it's like the father not being there is so impactful. It would be essentially worse to not have the father in the household right. than I guess both parents in a sense. Right. There are just societal behaviors that are taught from a mom, from a dad. Yeah. And sometimes you need them there to avoid simple mistakes. Yeah. Um, and if they're not there, then you will make simple mistakes. And simple mistakes can get you years in prison. Yeah. Um, in some neighborhoods. So it's just a really, really sensitive topic because some of my closest friends, dads run around and they're amazing, successful, everything. You know? Yes. Like you, you could always be the odds first and foremost. All right. Like, yes. But very, 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 very hard for some people compared to others. You know? Oh, absolutely. Cool, cool. So we're live. Another episode of Adversity King. Special guest today, LaSalle Smith. Correct. Correct. All right, awesome. Born in Texas? Born in Texas. What part of Texas? Born in Dallas. Yeah? I'm home sweet home, but I was young there. Um, I moved to Chicago very young. So okay. Chicago feels more like my home than Texas does. Yeah. But I go back quite frequently. My whole family lives there. Uh, so it's like having a home in two places. Yeah. My heart's in both places, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel that. I was uh, born and raised in Little Rock, Arkansas until I was about nine. Little Rock. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. So in the South. So you're a Razorbacks fan. Yes, Razorbacks fan. Cowboys fan, unfortunately. I, I can rock with that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It, it hurts a little bit, but, you know, I'm a Cowboys fan, too. Yeah, okay. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so being in Dallas. So Cowboys fan. Um, I actually went, when I was really young, I went to the game that Romo first started in. Was it Bledsoe that played before him? Yes. And was. they were playing the Giants, and he got sacked so many times. There was a safety. <laughs> it, I believe it was his last game, and then he transitioned into, what's it called, um, being an announcer or something like that. But I, Bledsoe? I, yeah, yeah. I love I love Texas, man. We were just talking. So the uh, being an insurance, I'm a franchise insurance owner, but if you look Globe Life right there. Yep. That's that's our parent company. They've been in Texas forever. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It's mm -hmm. Globe Life Stadium and everything I mean, like I've that. Seen the, I've seen the office building a thousand yeah, times. Yes, mm -hmm. yes. So so Texas, you're in there for just a couple years. When did you I'm move to Chicago? Years, probably like 99. I was born in 95. Yeah? So like, I was only like four or five. So I went back every summer for three months at a time because my parents wanted to go travel and do all this shit. So they, yeah. they would used to just drop the kids off at the aunts and uncles' houses. Yeah. House, which was fun. Like, it was... It was um, Always something to do. Yeah. I mean, it was always warm outside and whatnot. So, but Chicago is really warm. What brought cool. them to Chicago? Uh, my dad got a kick ass job up here. Yeah. I think because he was, he was working for Frito Lay down there. And if he would have stayed at, at Frito Lay, like, it would have been. What's Frito Lay? Frito Lay, like Cheetos and chips. Okay, and I was shit. thinking, I was like, is that the chip company? <laughs> yeah, okay. like chips and chips. Bro, <laughs> um, this is my go to right here. <laughs> I eat good Monday to th Thursday. And then as soon as Friday hits, it's like 18,000 crumble cookies. Hot fries. Is this your favorite chip? Yeah. Really? Absolutely. How do you feel about hot crunchy curls? Like, I don't know if I've had that. You should. That's some real Chicago shit. Yeah. Mm -hmm. This, I, I don't know if anything can compete with this. I. The hot crunchy curls. As a professional food connoisseur. Yes. I'm telling you, I got some shit that can compete with this. And I actually, I was really, I really, I, I find anything to kind of justify whatever it is that I like. And I just read a statistic on uh, this page that said. Spicy foods are like linked with longer life, and I love spice. So I was like, "Man, this is good." I mean, I know that as I keep eating the hot fries. I know like, all my all my Haitian homies, all my African homies, all my Latino yeah, yeah. homies that's, that've been eating spicy shit their whole lives. Yeah, We've got grandpas and grandmas that are ninety five years old. Yes, yes, <laughs> so bro. I'm not absolutely. I don't know how true that is, but the, I don't disagree with it. Yeah. 
So your dad comes to Chicago. Was it Frito? Uh, Frito. He left Frito Lay. I'm pretty sure it was like Dean Foods, which was sick. Because okay. He was always bringing home like designer cereal and shit. Oh wow. Um, it was cool. And like bringing home all the like different flavors of milks. It was um. He's in finance. He's a finance guy. So he okay. Was, from a finance standpoint, he's going to all these companies. And now okay. He's, now he's at Edelman. Okay. Giant PR firm. Fucking amazing. That's what got me into advertising. So he probably part. has like way more certifications than somebody like myself. Like he's probably got I mean, the Series 63, the Series. Yeah, see, yeah. I, all I have is a life insurance license. I mean, that comes with time though. Like yes. know, everything that he has, like he's 50 something years old. Like, yeah, yeah. You're yeah, yeah. 20 something. So like everything that, from a finance standpoint, he yeah. has, you will get naturally just yeah. how the steps to success go. And yeah, everything, you know? yeah, absolutely. So moves up here, gets into a finance company then from Frito-Lay? Or, I think he was on the, fi the finance side of Dean Foods. Okay, so like, finance side of Dean right, Foods. Finance side of Dean Foods. Oh, finance okay. side of FTD, if you remember the, the okay. flower company. Yeah, yeah. So he was always bringing home like amazing flowers for my mom. That's where I learned to get flowers so much because yeah. they would bring home these crazy bouquets. Yeah. Um, and my mom would be happy as hell and they light the room up. And, yeah. Uh, I kind of took that with me. So I love flowers now because of that. Um, and then he made the transition to, to Edelman. That was. And that's where he's at now? Yeah, he's been there for a Wow. Okay. As the VP of Finance uh, okay. for North America. So. Wow. And what's is Edelman still? Is that food related or? Edelman is PR related. So. PR. Okay. Samsung. Okay. Penn State. If you have a PR problem, you call Edelman. Okay. That's that's how yeah yeah the, the number one in the world, and it's an awesome place to be, awesome place to work. And then with with that, you said your your parents, the bouquet, the flowers. Now are they still together? Yeah, it's crazy because they met when they were young. We were moving out of the house, and I found this big box of letters my dad was writing my mom when he left for college and we yeah. had my older sister yeah yeah and like all these letters of faith and love and all these things wow like, my dad was like i promise you i'm getting this degree to make us money yeah family i'm not leaving you all these things he yeah. was on university of houston okay while my mom was still in dallas yeah wow um but it was cool seeing that because that was like that set the expectation for like love for me yeah like my dad went on a mission and yeah. Came back with the bread. You know? Yeah, absolutely, bro. And uh, I was talking on a podcast. Without losing any love for his family. A absolutely. I was talking on a podcast yesterday in regard to the statistics of fatherless homes. I think it's one out of four children in today's day and age in America are, are being raised in a fatherless home, in a broken home. And that's absolutely heartbreaking because right? if there's one thing about my life that I would makes me smile is like how my parents raised me yeah you know like i couldn't imagine it and i you know you you play the cards you're dealt you know so yes like yes look at someone that's my age and be like anything yeah. that happens is your fault it just sucks that everybody can't have that same situation absolutely know? so you have to respect all walks of life because you never really know what someone went through um because not having a parent there is something i can't relate to so when someone is 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 acting off of that then it's hard to judge because i have no idea where that pain comes from you know because that's a feeling i don't yeah, absolutely. Let's pull that just a little hello, closer. Hello. Oh. Yeah, just a little closer. Cool. Cool. So, and she's, even my uh, my assistant, Starley, she shared a TikTok last night because we, we were talking about this with the previous podcaster. And the statistics were nuts in regard to broken homes and um, jail statistics, different things like that, incarceration, yeah. uh, dying and everything like that. And it's like yeah. growing up in a fatherless home, it's the same, it's the same as like, I, th I think they said, you have the same odds of going to jail as if you were raised by both parents opposed to with the father not there. So it's like the father not being there is so impactful. Like it, it would be, it would be more, it would be essentially worse to not have the father in the household right. than I guess both parents in a sense. Right. Uh, the TikTok some, broke it. It was uh, some doctor lady. She was I, breaking I, it down I, very I've sophisticated. Heard a, I've heard a statistic like that, and. 
there are just societal behaviors that are taught from a mom and from a dad. Yeah. And sometimes you need them there to avoid simple mistakes. Yeah. Um, and if they're not there, then you will make simple mistakes. And simple mistakes can get you years in prison. Yeah. Um, in some neighborhoods. So it's just a really, really sensitive topic because some of my closest friends, dads run around. And they're amazing, successful, everything. You know? Yes. Like you, you could always beat the odds first and foremost. All right. Like, yes. But it's very, 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 very hard for some people compared to others. You know? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And I, I think for me, the reason it brought it up, because my initial thoughts was down the road when I have kids, I was like, you know what? I kind of like, I turned out fine. And my dad hasn't been in my life since I was six. And I was right. like, maybe right. I should like, just, maybe right. I should send my son to boarding school. Because <laughs> I'm like scared. No, I'm like so scared in today's day and age. It's like, what can I do to like make my son at least somewhat similar or just my, fill, my children in just general? Just your house with love, dude. That's all you can really do. Man. And that's, <laughs> I got one of my best friends grew up in a wholesome home, just like you, where it's like, dad, mom, or like this, since high, like lock, you know what I mean? Like, it sounds like you said your story sounds similar to his, where it's like, and he was successful, he was in sales and everything like that, but he was like never, like they held him accountable and everything like that, but it wasn't, it was not a abusive home or a broken home like it was a home full of love and flowers and yeah, he still made some mistakes it, yeah i mean he's made I mean, some mistakes some but my, my boy like he is a good ass dude my dumbest friends big ass houses successful ass parents just chose to do things that weren't smart yes it make. sometimes you do them because you feel like you have to yeah sometimes you feel like you do them because there's an image you want to you want to achieve which is fucking stupid you know yeah um but I know, you know, mom and dad driving Range Rovers, like, why are you trying to sell weed, dude? There's absolutely no reason for it. Yes. You know? Now, this was a few years ago. Selling weed today is a bit different because, I mean, you can have an actual reason to be selling weed. Yes. Today. Yeah, yeah. But I've, I've seen six-figure, seven-figure kids just do stupid shit for the yeah. sake of, like, I don't know. I don't know One of my other good friends, he was six-figure, seven-figure kid, and I was broke, broke as shit. You know what I mean? And we would steal from the mall, and he would be stealing with us and he w- was rich rich you know what i mean like had, had it all and I'd, I'd be is like a, is a it's like an addiction yes five like the sticky fingers is like a yeah we were we were young we were middle school we go take converse and things like that and he'd be taking them and i'd be like as i look back i'm like bro you've like you've like a lot of money he didn't have to do that like, yeah I used to, like but it's crazy you know what i mean and it's kind of like i haven't looked into it and i don't plan on watching the video but there was just the uh, the release of that young man that passed away in Memphis. Yeah, fuck to watch that. I, I didn't watch. I'm like, I'm not. I'm not even gonna watch it. Because there's this thing that's called. Um, man, I read it today. It's about the trauma you share when you watch someone of your same skin color go through violence. So it's yeah. like, when I watch that video or when I watch Trayvon Martin, I don't see him. I see myself. You know? Yeah, that's yeah, like, yeah. That's like self-inflicting trauma. Yeah. That goes through communities when you like you see the same types of situations happen. Yeah. Um, so it's hard to watch those videos. Like these, I haven't. I don't know if I watched a shooting video in a few months, and there's been dozens and dozens. Just yeah. I'm like, that shit makes me sick to my fucking stomach, you know? Yeah. Um, because I see myself. Yeah, know? absolutely. That's, that's empathy. That's like that's why it hurts so fucking much, you know? And, and where I get torn is where people start to immediately look to classify, as we're talking about like rich kids, and, and this is why I'm bringing this up because it's like people will look at police and say, well, police are bad, and people might look at you know black people and be like. Well, they're thugs, or you know what I mean. It's like always classifying, you know what I mean, a certain a certain group of individuals, and it's like there's there's going to be good and bad people. And I look at that situation and what what occurred with, I believe that it's Tyree, Tyree, Tyree. Yeah. So you know, rest in peace, and you know, to the to the family and everything and it's like so that. Funny condolences. You got killed by all black cops. Yeah, exactly. You and know, and the first article so I saw that dialogue, was that dialogue is like the one being pushed now, and it's saying like 
is white supremacy was fueled behind it. Right. And, and I'm like, why does it immediately have to go to like just some type of racial profiling and classify? It's like because bad people killed another person. The problem is police systems. Yes. So we're just getting color If you're gonna fuck system, you're gonna do some fuck shit. Right? Yes. So like, yes. So seeing a six black people make a mistake, six black officers made a mistake. Yeah, they made a fucking mistake because they're in a fucked up flawed system. Yeah. Like, and next, it's gonna be Mexican next time. Or yes. Be Muslim next time. It's gonna be like. Um, I feel like at the like for me, my political views is it's a human. You know what I mean? It's yeah. never for me. Now, obviously, it's like we gotta get into this, that, and the other. But it's like, and then I also think about one of my favorite rappers of like, nobody really like dissects the lyrics of like Tupac. You know what I mean? Of like. Black on black crime is way worse than than this other projected crime and profiling in regard to what we think is against us. It's like we are against us more than you know what I mean. Others yeah, of like I, I think there's a lot of things working against African American communities. Um, this is a really loaded question because like obviously from a Tupac perspective, like music conveys a certain type of lifestyle and yeah. story about black neighborhoods and black families. Uh, of course, there are music labels that are pushing a certain narrative based on what they think will sell, which is sell drugs and shoot people. Um, then there's individuals actually that are going through these situations, like the artists themselves that, are yeah. that, are, that aren't bragging, they're telling stories about what they went through and whatnot. So yeah. like, it's, when you, when you attack each front, um, there's gonna be a different logic as to something that's good or bad or th that justifies it. But I think the worst part about it is that there are people that put billions of dollars behind yeah. artists and stories, like, to poison others, to poison neighborhoods, to poison people. To po it's just, it's, I'm, I have a real bad bone to pick with hip hop right now. Yeah. You know? Just yeah, yeah. So much shit is garbage. Like, the music isn't even good all the time. No, I don't, there's very rarely, I like some of the Drake albums that'll come out. The uh, Who did the. I'm, I'm a music head. I listen to fucking everything. Like, yeah. It's just like, there's, I notice a lack of substance. I'm not going to yes. stop listening to hip hop. Ever. I'm an old soul, though. Like, yeah. the, like, hip hop is in my DNA. I can't take that away. Yes. So I would never stop listening to it, but, um, I just no, notice a lack of substance, a change, a shift, a pivot. I don't yes. know. Yes, absolutely. It happens all the time. It happened in 2000, it happened in 2010, yeah. 2020. and It'll continue to evolve. It's just it's the art of uh, creativity and, and music and entertainment. Yeah. It pivots. Now, as you were growing up in Chicago, what was high school? What was all that like for you? Was, as you I played football. It was fucking lovely, man. I was an athlete, yeah. baseball, basketball. Uh, end up going to Augustana College, play D3 football over there. Okay, where's that? That's like in the Quad Cities. It's like between the, it's like a border between Illinois and Iowa. Okay. Four cities make up the Quad Cities. Bedendorf, Davenport, Rock Island, and Moline. It's like okay. maybe half a million population total between all four cities. Okay. Um, and that's like the last major connection point before you kind of hit like Denver, you know? You'll go through... You'll go through Iowa City, maybe, but yeah. other than that, it's like the last major part of like the Midwest to West connection, the yeah. Quad City. So it was cool being over there. Um, studied French and national business. Went to go live in France for a bit. Studied the language. Now, are you French? I'm not French. My name is French. I was gonna say, yeah, you have. Like, so, so this dude LaSalle, right? And LaSalle discovered much of what is Chicago. That's yeah. why there's a LaSalle Street. And he discovered a shit ton of stuff in Texas. That's okay. how I ended up with the name. I'm named after my dad. I'm the second. Okay. So. Um, yeah, LaSalle basically took this trip down the middle of the middle of the country and was yeah. claiming all types of shit left and right. Yeah. So he's kind of the man. Yeah. So when did you start to kind of realize you wanted to get into photography and everything that you do uh, now? Damn, that's a good fucking question. Um, my mom had this Sony A200. 
And she was like, I want to be a photographer, I want to be a photographer. We bought it for her, she didn't fucking use it at all. Um, and then I naturally picked it up. I would just get the camera and walk around. And I started shooting buildings because mm -hmm. they're always there. Buildings are always there. Sunlight and buildings are always there. So that's where I was learning about light and whatnot. And then you add a subject in there. And now you're doing street photography. And then you're doing portraits. And then you want to get into studio lighting. So then, like, it was this natural progression about what can you capture with a camera. Mm. And because I was super social, I got into nightlife. Um, so capturing these moments of just pure energy is what I've been good. I don't, I don't miss when it comes to fucking nightlife photography. I don't care what anyone says. I do not fucking miss when it comes to that. But that's, that's a hours and hours and hours and hours and hours of being up to 5 a.m. shooting in clubs to like get like that, you know? But yeah. that's the, the repetition, you know? Yeah. I, I was going through my camera, my camera roll. I have 87,000 photos on my iPhone. And I 87, have like 87, and I have like three terabytes of images on my on my drive at home, and I'm like, that's uh, and I'm 27. Jesus, that's insane. You know, so that's insane. Like it's like it's a language to me. Yes, you know, absolutely. And I want to I want to kind of talk too on like what what was molding you as you were growing up? Like, what was it? Your mom? Was it your dad? Like, what what are some of those two my or three things? My parents told me the work would be mine. Yeah, and I. I still believe that shit to this day. They said the work, the work, the world could be mine. Okay, the world could be yeah, yours. Just like, like, the, like my Scarface poster over there. The world is yours. Yeah, just sweat out the cocaine, you know. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. It's um, be a good person fundamentally. Have a code of ethics or morals that always kind of guide you, like a, yeah. a backbone. Some people, sometimes it's rooted in religion. Sometimes it's rooted in a set of rules your parents gave you. Um, never be a hypocrite. Mm -hmm. Being a hypocrite is a terrible thing. It makes me sick to my stomach. I will, that's my number one pet peeve. Is some yeah. people hypocrites. Um, and stay curious. And you, you're never too old to like learn something new. Yeah. And I know this sounds really cliche, but so many people get caught up in their regular bullshit that they like they're scared to do something new. And I'm like, when I learned Photoshop, I just picked up the fucking Photoshop book, did all 13 lessons, and now I make thousands doing graphic design. You know, so it's yeah. like, just pick it up. And I know you might feel like a loser because what you do at first sucks, and it will suck. Yeah. But you have to keep on practicing. Absolutely. So who were you closest to growing up? Or was it just like a really blended home? It was both. Like, I got like so much logic from my dad and so much uh, emotion from my mom. It's really 50-50. Yeah. So depending on the topic, you'll see that come out of me. But I get along with both of them amazingly to, yeah. this, to this day. So to this day, it's probably pretty even in regard to who it's you're? Pretty even. They they both took so much pride in carrying the weight needed to raise myself and two older sisters. Yeah. Um, what do they do? Uh, my my sisters. mom, uh, my oldest sisters in finance, and my youngest sister, excuse me, my oldest oldest sisters in like public finance, public servant. Okay. Yeah. And now, what does your mom still work? Yeah, she's a hairstylist. Hairstylist. Yeah, for like Aisha Curry and Gabrielle Union, like she's good. She's really fucking good. Yeah. Now, as you're graduating college, did you immediately like when did when did photography when did your career start to take off? I was shooting on the campus. I, I like um. I was shooting portraits of people, and then I dated like some sorority chicks that were presidents of their of their chapters or whatever. Mm -hmm. So like I was doing headshots consistently, boom, 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 like shooting whole sororities and making bags. And I'm like, oh wait, this is fucking fire! You can make a killing if you just find your structure, yeah, and go with it. Um, shooting parties. I started a music festival there. Shout out to Vic Mentor. Shout out to Go Link. Shout out to Sin. Shout out to Smino. Um, we still win awards for that music festival to this day. Is Gold Link saying her side story? Uh, is that who I I'm thinking of? She knows. Are it's you like, a Gold Link fan? You <laughs> <laughs> I, th I know this song from my ex, and it, it's, a, it's like a fire song. 
You know the song from your ex? Yeah, it's called Her Side. It's, it's a Her Side story. It's, it's usually, got a great. It's usually not a good thing when you know you think of your ex when you hear a certain song. Yeah, I, she has a way better like music palette than me. Like if it's just me, I'm gonna put on like country or something, <laughs> something like no one in Chicago likes. I don't know if I've ever dated a woman that likes country music. Uh, I definitely have, but coming from Arkansas. Definitely. Oh, that makes sense. That yeah. Makes sense. That so makes I sense. like for me sense. like my dream girl is like a country girl. You know, and I'm not gonna probably Daisy find Dukes, her here in Chicago. Daisy Dukes yeah. with a cowboy hat on. And yeah, drop. I got the I got the boots over there. I keep the hat on. Like F350. Yep. Yeah. I, I, I got the know. truck out there, bro. <laughs> it's uh, but but I but I I got the I got that that hip hop with me too, bro. You, 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 got, you got the drip on you. I feel yep. you, man. I feel you. So I don't know. I'm like that that ghetto cowboy. But where I grew up, it was black cowboys. Like my dad. Which is so which is so fucking sick, and I'm glad they're. People don't realize like that. That's a whole legitimate it's a, it's a thing. Whole real thing. My, my great grandpa was a black cowboy. Yeah, bro. Like mm. I'm talking about. I probably don't have pictures over there. I got my my vision board. My mom over there. But uh, man, dude, I'm talking about like where I grew up. It was just black people just riding horses everywhere, dude. It's like, like mm-hmm. it's probably so. Even when I look back, I'm like, dude, that had to have been like if I was a white person driving through driving. Like, what the fuck? Where the if fuck I, am I? If I was a white person on some black cowboys, I would have been scared. Shit. Scared, because, bro. Because <laughs> if I was a black cowboy, I'm shooting the motherfuckers. I'm, right, I'm not bro? happy. I'm not in a good mood. Yes. Um, but you see, have you seen the harder they fall? Yes. Yeah. Oh my God! Phenomenal movie. Saying. Who who produced Jay Z? Bro, phenomenal. I love that movie so much. I love The Harder They Fall. I love Western movies. So Django is probably one Django. of my favorite movies. Do you like movies. like Clint Eastwood's, uh, the, like, Fistful of Dollars, Hang Em High? The, the band, the I'd say the oldest, like, once I get too old, yeah, I don't like it. But I like uh, Tombstone. Fire. I like Tombstone. And then what's the uh, Billy the Kid? What's the one? I don't know. I'm drawing a blank, man. I don't know. I forget, but he's like a he's like a gunslinger, and it's it's definitely an oldie too. Mm. And uh, it's it's definitely. I'd have I have a favorite movies list. We can literally go into What's this topic movie? right now. I have seventy on here. You so. have seventy favorite movies. That yeah. can't be possible. No, I swear to God, it's the only thing I like. I don't like to travel. I don't like to like do anything. I respect that. You I like save, movies. Save a lot of money. Yes, yeah, I like I like movies a lot. But my favorite movie currently is King Arthur. Legend of really? the Sword. I don't know if you've seen that movie. I never watched it, but I saw the previews. It's and, really, and, and it's I, really. And I read good. the reviews. Yeah. So, so for me, I I really like it. I mean, it kind of I, re, I relate to it a lot. I don't know, but the second is way more known. It's Troy. I don't know with Brad Pitt. Of course. Yeah, that one's a fire movie. Okay. You know what I mean? I relate that to the sales and everything like that. So, it's a, what's your favorite movie? As I'm looking for this this <sighs> other one. Man, um, Blade. Blade is so the good. First Blade, it's on man. here. It's, I like all three. Blade has the best opening scene of any movie I've ever seen in my entire life. Blade. Okay, the first, blade. the first opening when he walked in the club and it's raining blood. And yeah. Like, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Like that shit was incredibly hard. Uh, that gonna, also reminds me of what's the gangster movie where they they walk in, and the club is like really like neat. People have make shirts oh, of it. Yeah, you talking about belly, belly, about belly. belly man. Yeah. That's that's on here too. That's a yeah. fire movie. Belly's on there. Uh, Watchmen, the movie. Have you seen Watchmen? Watchmen is the best pro- movie I've ever seen. Oh yeah, Watchmen, the two thousand eight one. Yeah, that one was fire. That shit was. That's um, a that, solid movie. That, that was emotional. Um, you like kind of, the boys? Of course, I like the boys. Okay, the, I was gonna say because the boys so is fucked. the boys is so beyond fucked, and I thought they couldn't outdo themselves. But I, if you see the new season, the opening episode, to be like. For the dude to go miniature and climb up this dude's dick, yes, and then sneeze because he has too much coke in his head, and the dude fucking explodes was like the visually, visually traumatizing. Yes, and I will never forget that shit. Yes, um, so it's really impressive that they're able to take it there, and they're not worried about being canceled because that whole show right? is a problem. That whole show is a fucking problem. This is similar. This Doom Patrol is a DC. Uh, I never watched it, but I know exactly what it is. Yeah, it's similar, mm-hmm. and I uh, I kind of like it. So, 
Uh, the the country movie I was talking about is called Young Guns. Young Guns. Yeah, Young and Guns. And what what number is it on, on your list? This is twenty four. Twenty four. So it's not that hot. Yeah, it's not. But it's probably I I put I add them in really more so in correspondence of like how I watch them, whatever it might be. Eight seconds. You've probably seen that one. Yeah, eight seconds is eight, a fire movie. I, I, like, I like Law Abiding Citizen. Law Abiding Citizen. I, I just fire. watched that last night, two nights ago. Um, the Denzel Washington. Uh, Inside Man. Inside Man's good, but there's the the Equalizers are some of my favorite movies. I really like the first one. And the second one, like, yeah. I just like seeing him beat the shit up. Just, like just beat him up. Like John, some, I feel like John Wick and Equalizer. I digest the same way. Just there's so, he's just got such a badass voice too. It's like. I like the I for me I like Denzel Washington I think more than John Wick because it's more of it's probably like a racially charged thing. Like, <laughs> I like lean towards like my black side more and I'm like yeah dog <laughs> like it's John Wick my, my my man's coming up on like five movies I'm I like, mean yeah but but it's also Keanu Reeves yes like, he's such a and I and I don't know if the things are true but I read so many good articles on I him I've never seen a bad piece about Keanu Reeves and right he, and he did the Matrix which made everyone buy a fucking DVD player so like yes he put the entire movie industry on his back and for that I will always fuck with Keanu Reeves do you see like the articles where it's like Keanu Reeves was on the subway and, and like fed the whole yeah. subway and it's like mm. I don't know like is he, it he true, was on true, set carrying like, equipment upstairs yes for the crew and they were like we'll help you he's like no I got this like he's a Multi-million dollar actor, like actually like he's a G. fucking yeah. PA on set, and that's so humbling because he just wants so to get work humbling. done, you know. Yes, because I, I know some talent celebrities, actresses that are absolute dickheads on set and come Dick. with that, bro, or people on the come up that that ha- like start to get a little bit of success and turn into a dickhead. And yeah, I'm like, I think the thing about success is that you really got to stay grounded because at any moment it can be taken from you. So taken. Like I, I know people that thought they were untouchable and get shot. I mean, you're nothing. Yes, you know, oh my and God. you spend your whole life doing what? Absolutely. Know? Um, so it can come, it can come as fast as it, as it, I'm not religious, but I'm spiritual and mm-hmm. I, I like to really tap into, to the word and, and just kind of like let it guide me. And I, one of my favorite verses in Proverbs is pride comes before the fall. Mm-hmm. And I just think I'm like so many times I've seen individuals just in life in general, they'll accumulate some level of success and some, some type of form materialistically, you know, maybe uh, physically, what, mm-hmm. mentally, whatever it might be, and then like, just that ego gets in the way, and it's so destructive. Yeah, I think if you if you can manage to always remember why you started, yeah, then you could avoid this whole problem. Absolutely, so people always get away from the roots of why they began. Yeah, like I will never forget why I started photography because and that will make sure I always love photography. You know, like why did you? Um, I was just cap. Uh, I was fascinated with capturing people. Yeah, and moments between people, and yeah, yeah. that's that's really what's rooted in. And like, I just try to do that in more creative ways now. Yeah. What's what's some of the favorite work you've done? Ooh, photography wise? Yeah. Man. Out of the eighty seven thousand photos and three terabytes. <laughs> um, a lot of really cool events. Um I, I had a couple of brunches with the mayor, Lori Lightfoot that I was shooting. That was pretty How's that? Is that cool? Yeah, she's wavy. I know like the media says one thing, but she's in a room with her where you're in a croissant. Yeah, it's, it's a dope. human being. It's it'd, a, it's it'd be, a human, it'd be right? cool. It, anytime, even I feel bad sometimes. People get like they they'll get confused when I say sometimes I'll feel bad for Joe Biden because he gets a lot of backlash. But I saw on the news his granddaughter was getting married at the White House, and I'm like, this dude has a family. He's got mm-hmm. a son, he's, and he's human. He's as got well. a daughter, and 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 I just wouldn't ever run for president. Yeah, but um, imagine like your grandfather getting flamed by you know eighty percent of the country, twenty four. I would feel kind of like, come on, you know, let my let my pap rest today. You know what I mean? Like, so that kind of like America's a very um, harsh, polarized, yes, temperamental group of absolutely country. Is it's it's tough? Like absolutely. 
there's no such thing as peace in this country. We should stop pushing that. No, it's fifty percent um, peace. Maybe maybe twenty five percent. Yeah, it's like peace within your own. Like there's peace within your own you, chaos. You, you gotta have peace within your bubble, dude. That that would be like. And, a, and ignorance is bliss. And I I know that sounds a bit disassociative, but yeah, there's too much fuck shit going on in the world to like put all of it on your heart. Yeah, because if you did all that, you literally just die. It, it would be terrible. Absolutely. What's the future look like for you? <sighs> very, very fucking bright. Yeah. Yeah, and I believe that, and I tell myself that every morning, and it helps me get out of bed every single morning. I am working on a mobile app right now. Okay. And uh, it's been a, I've had such a good fucking time um, working on it. it. It allows you to look up locations by color. So say you want to shoot this podcast outside. Red is one of your main colors. You, you can look up the color red. It'll take you to red walls, red murals, red statues, red monuments. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, and I'll show, it, I'll show it to you. Yeah, that's unique. Let's it so pull it up. I have the beta pretty much built right now. And yes. I'll throw your name on the email list so you can get access to yes. it. Yes. But very, very, very fire. Um, hold on, let me pull this shit up for you. So ideally, like, I would see my, I see that pulling me out of advertising right now. Because okay. I work in, I work at the Times and, and with Jason Peterson and in uh, and, and the West Loop. So that's, like, my bread and butter right now. Mm -hmm. I love it. I love it. It's so fucking fun working there. But you always have to have, a, like, a game plan for what comes next. So with the ad agency, are you doing, like, Google ads or? Um, like, mainly social and digital content creation. But we've done broadcasts. We've done, so like, commercials. We've done radio spots. You know, everything. It's not, it's not by the books full service. But there's yeah. not a there's not much we can do. Okay. Like, do you help TikTok videos go viral? Yep. We, and literally, we will tell a client, stop paying for paid media. We'll do some organic shit that will go viral because we understand culture. Yeah. We understand what people want to watch, what people want to see. We understand the audio that works the best. We understand what's fucking funny. Yeah. We're stylish. We're tasteful. I just hired this TikTok coach, and I got. A, I had one of my videos get two and a half mil, all organic. I've just been doing organic, and been having some pop off but that's like my biggest ROI right now with it's TikTok like, you have to just th throw it at the wall and see what sticks because there's not, yeah but you have to be confident in that and when you have the right amount of culture education humor whatever it is whatever the mix yeah. is for that video once you have that keep doing that and they'll pop yeah and the next thing you know you'll do millions on every video yeah yeah that that that's gonna be massive yeah so I I saw that I think that if you keep posting the right sound clips you know, yeah. the right portions of these interviews, they'll continue to pop because people are looking for guidance and other people every single fucking day. Some yeah. people don't have a compass. Some people don't know what's next for them. Absolutely. So being able to just give a few words to people every single day can help them tremendously. So And that's what TikTok's for. Yeah. Hopefully, I, I got to get it popping before China and everybody shuts it down. Uh, federally, yeah, it's cooked. It's done. Yeah. It's I was done. Gonna, so done. federal agents can't, they, they can't, can't have access it, to it. I think when you're on government property, if you work for a government agency, you just can't use TikTok. It can't be on your phone. Yeah. Which is, I understand that because they're harvesting data. Yes. And, um, that, that's a national security issue. But the, the kids don't care. No. The kids just want to make TikToks. And that's, yeah. and that's the bread and butter of TikTok. And I heard it doesn't operate the same in China. Like, right. like the interface is like educational. It's like, <laughs> Like it's it's a, it's, it's a good like strategic move. It's, it's like they're fucking end. poisoning us. Yes, <laughs> yes, <laughs> dude. Because they moderate oh what we God. see and like. And I heard the Chinese TikTok experience is far different than the American TikTok far experience. Far different. Because I see just a lot of stupid fuck shit on TikTok. Yes, and I heard it's not like that in China. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Loves tacos. Man, yes. let me tell you about tacos, dude. Okay, okay. So my favorite type of tacos, Apple Store, easily bread, but every single time, Apple yeah. Store, no fucking doubt. But I've been cooking portobello mushroom tacos a lot recently. Did you like them at uh, Soho? Uh, 
Is that what you ordered when we went? I did not. What'd you order when we went to Soho House? I, I got the uh, white though fish. I want to say it was a grilled sea bass. It was a grilled the fish. Tuna? It was a, it was a was fish. Was it good? It was good. It was all right. Did you wish you ordered something else? Kind of. Because I kind of told you. But I looked you, at the menu. I kind of told I, you what you should order. Now I feel kind of guilty because like, I didn't want to send you off. Yeah. I don't know, but I looked at the menu and I, I expected more of like a maple and ash type of menu. Because Soho House to me, from an outside perspective, was so like blown out. I was like, it's going to be a crazy dining experience. And it was good. But you know, like hanging with Landon and Claude, like, I, you know, <laughs> you're, like my expectations were way higher. I was like, I'm about to go in there and have a King's dinner. Um, <laughs> Soho has really good food. It is not maple and ash. It is not McCormick yeah. and Smith. But it's a it's great. Not, it was a, it was good. Yeah, yeah I, it was good. I know the whole menu like the back of my hand. I've been there so much. Um, but as far as these fucking tacos, all right. Yeah. Uh, they were. I like home cooked things because you because t- you taste the love and food when it's yes. cooked with hands that you know. Yes. Um. So it's good. It was good. It was it was good. Yeah. Was, see, was look, good. they're not as good as. Probably the tacos. Yeah, I made I made some I made some portobello mushroom tacos in my fucking kitchen. Like, yeah, that shit was cracked. Yeah, you know what's your what's what's the seasoning and everything? So my family has a seasoning. Okay, because my family has a barbecue business. Okay, that that operates out of Texas, out of Dallas. Um, Do you like Terry Blacks? I went there in Austin. <laughs> I have not been. No, my my dad has been, but I have not been. Okay, um, so we have a mild seasoning and a hot seasoning. So I, I, I mix that up in there in a big vat. Let the mushrooms saute for quite some time. Yeah. They let them season for quite some time. Um, I'm a corn tortilla guy. Flour tortilla is fucking weird. Don't do that shit. Don't bring that around me. Um, you like the corn t- t- tortilla? Yeah. Don't do this, man. Don't do this. Yeah, we'll just keep going. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, because when, when you get a corn tortilla, right, it has this crisp to it. I like crisp, but I'm right. trying to and think I, of like flour tortilla flavor. doesn't do that. Like a corn yeah. tortilla, if you, if you cook it the right way, and it's like 14 seconds on each side, it's quick when you have the fucking pan hot, all right? It's yeah. like, it's, it has the perfect crisp. It's yeah, yeah. perfect. Nah. I'll, I'll make you some tacos. I'll change your fucking life. I was I was going to order tacos and have tacos like here, but then I ordered crumble instead. You got crumble cookies instead of tacos. Yeah, and then you can see I just started taking a bite out of every one of them. What's your favorite flavor? Uh, I like that sugar, that pink sugar one so far. But every time I go to the city, every time I ask people what do they like, they say insomnia. Like the, they say, you, what do you guys like? You guys like crumble, insomnia? I think you haven't had crumble? I'm, I'm not a big, I'm not a big. You sweet, don't eat sweets. I'm not a big sweets guy, straight. Oh like, like uh, yeah, me either. I um, <laughs> <laughs> um, not, my vice is like, as much as I love authentic tacos, like I will fuck up Taco Bell. Yeah. Yeah, it's terrible. I feel so guilty sometimes, but when I eat that shit, it's like... The guy that we had on yesterday was in a Taco Bell commercial. His name's Chase Crawford. He's a producer. That's hard. Yeah. What commercial? He created his own, and they flew him out. He created and his own what? He cre- Like, he made his own Taco Bell commercial. Oh, it was one of those, like, DL yeah. commercials and, like, the brand. And when he was creator. 17, they uh, flew him hard. out, and that that's kicked hard. off his, his uh, pretty much his media career. Now he runs a media agency, and they, they pretty much do everything from the production... All the way to whatever the fuck you said. The internet is beautiful. The internet can do things like that. So like crazy. Ten years ago, you couldn't make a Taco Bell commercial and have the actual brand pay you tens of thousands to come handle it. Right. That's like, if you have creativity and you know how to do it the right way, you can do fucking anything. Literally. I promise you. Um, Literally. And you have to believe that. I believe that. I've, that's happened to me. I've done spec shoots and things that I did out of fun, and I posted them, and then it got me real brand work. Like, that's, yeah. But I do it for me. I don't do it for anybody else. I don't. I yeah. don't post on social media for anyone else except for myself. Like yep. I give a fuck about an opinion. Um, 
I feel like you gotta be like that when you're when you're an artist. You do as an artist. Like if you if you post for other people, you post for the wrong reasons. Like yeah. what the fuck? Why would I why would I take a picture for somebody else? Yeah. You know, like I take a picture because it inspires me first. Yes. And I share the picture because I've been inspired. Yeah. If you don't like the picture, you could fuck off. You know. Yeah. Because I know people that would. Mm-hmm. And if nobody did, I still would love the picture. You know. Yeah. And that's where you have to start with all ideas you have. Like, I'm, I'm my biggest believer. Do you have any mentors or people you look up to outside of your family? Um. Yeah, it depends on like the the discipline we're talking about. Because from like a creative standpoint, like I w- my network is really really supportive professionally. You know, mm-hmm. like people that will mentor me to do anything if I want to get into a new type of create creation um, or something that I'm not aware of. I think I have someone to call for everybody in my phone. You know, yeah. um, actual mentors. Formally, like no, but the thing about it is like advice and inspiration comes from everywhere in a city like Chicago. So yeah. like the I've been mentored by Chicago, mm-hmm. you know, not not one particular individual because there's there's so much to learn if you keep your eyes open. This yeah, you know, when I first came to Chicago and had this opportunity, I met with one of these OGs and his wife. Yeah, and sh- sh- purebred Chicago, you know what I mean, hustlers, gangsters, <laughs> Chicago and motherfuckers. This man. cat, this cat's pure from Jamaica. You know what I mean? And uh, still goes back, you know what I mean? Still has a little bit of the accent. And uh, his wife tells me, and she, she looks him dead in the eye, and she's like, you know, she, she said, uh, what'd she say? Chicago's full of stillers, killers, and drug dealers, but like with like fact. a, with like a, kind of like a Jamaican accent a little bit, but she ain't even Jamaican. Oh, either. she was spitting, really? Yeah, and then, and, then oh. she, and then she concluded with this. She like paused, it was like a, it was like a, like a gangster moment, and she was like, if you can't make it in Chicago, like look me dead in my eyes. She's like, you can't make it anyway. <laughs> and I was like, fuck. Um, <laughs> like, oh. Yeah, Chicago's a that cold. shit was real, bro. Chicago's like, a cold world, man. I've seen the worst parts of this city, and a lot of people have. Yeah, man. I, I had a dream. I have not experienced anything negative, and even Landon crazy. told me like he got he got like uh, held up once. The more time like, you spend here, it's bound to happen to everybody. Yeah. I was at an art gallery six years ago. Yeah. Chilling, posted up, sipping on some punch. It was beautiful. You can ask. A good amount of people in Chicago, because a lot of people remember this. We were all young. This motherfucker runs up in there with an axe and cracks this motherfucker. Like, imagine you're at an art gallery, zen as fuck. It's like piano music playing. <laughs> Dog, shit. Like, I I'm, stay I'm, here. I'm over here looking at this shit, talking about feng shui and blah 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 blah. And um, I turn around and you just hear this big like, and it's sound I hadn't heard before, but it was a steel axe cracking a skull. Mm. And then there's blood spatter everywhere, and everyone just runs. And then like. Another guy ran in and like someone helped him, but like that's like some Chicago shit. That's like I'm at absolutely. art gallery, the most peaceful place I think I could ever be, and damn, turn into a fucking murder scene. Yeah, absolutely, dude. That's <laughs> yeah, and like that's that that's more traumatic than seeing somebody get shot and whatnot. Like, oh my god, <laughs> yeah. yeah, bro. Yeah, so I'm like that's oh my god, seeing someone get hit with an axe is grisly. Yeah, it was some. That's insane. Yeah, um, I've been held at gunpoint a couple times. But they weren't on shit because they didn't push it. You know what I mean? But yeah. it's like, see, I wouldn't even test it. I, I'd be like, yo, what do you, you want? You want a hundred dollars? I'd be like, trip a pain. I'm like, yo, just let me go, dog. I'm cool. Um, Chicago's stupid, senseless violence. Yeah, hey, but it's glorified. You know, people like look at the music and think it's a place to come and act a fool, and it's not. But I also, it's a home for everybody. This is our home. I, I also believe the violence more so corresponds with. The, the capita as well. Like, there's 10 million people in the metropolitan area yeah. of Chicago. Yeah. So it's like, 
Obviously, there's going to be more violence than a, than, a, than an area with a million people. It's, it's a ten to one odds. I mean, compared to like New Orleans and um, Baltimore, uh, we actually are not as violent, but yeah. we just have a lot of people. So like, we have a it's, significant it's a lot, amount of people. It's still a lot of motherfucking like a lot of bodies are still dropping. So like, I don't want to let that per capita term like let us get away from the fact that yes. there's still serious problems going Absolutely. on. Absolutely, like, yeah, Baltimore is falling in Chicago. Does that mean that? Someone getting murdered here and murdered there should be way differently on our conscience. Yeah. No, it should be the exact same, in my opinion. We have to address these problems from If you the had an unlimited amount of power and money, what would you do to turn Chicago around when it comes to the brokenness and, and just the destructiveness when it comes if to some I of these had areas? Unlimited amount of money to fix Chicago? Limited amount of money, power. Fix Chicago. So, could you, maybe it doesn't take the money. Maybe you got to adjust some things. Maybe it's just some power you need. What would you do to get this city turned around in a month I would or put, a year? I would put a lot of money into the school system. That's what I was thinking. Education. I have to because I'm like, like I said, when I was young, I was inspired every single day. Yeah. I need kids to be inspired every single day to not do things that are bad for them. Yeah. You know, like, please be inspired to pick up a camera. Shoot a camera. Don't shoot a gun. That yeah. would be really tight if every kid could do that. Um, but also schools are closed. So you got kids going all the way across the city and having to enroll in private schools. Kid, parents can't afford the money that private schools cost. So it's like. Yeah. I would put a bunch of money into the schooling system. Yeah. Because I know we're trying to build a new fucking football stadium, and I know that there are kids that can't go to school. So I'm like, yeah. <laughs> priorities are sometimes in my mind a bit misconstrued. Yeah. What are the hobbies outside of your work? What do you do? What do you like outside of work and cooking, being a food connoisseur? I like to run. Run? Yeah, I like to run in the morning. And I've, yeah. been, I've been running. Not in the cold. In the cold. In the cold. Yeah, yeah. I ran yesterday. It was like 13 degrees, ran with no music. And I actually like that because you heard the cold shower theory in the morning, right? Yeah. Like, cold run would be the same thing. I would just run straight down north all the way through Humboldt. No music is like no music. psychopath. Kinda. But it's, it's, it's not. It's not as psycho as it sounds. It's not I do a no music workout once a week, and it's Saturdays. I'm not but it's with a trainer. Until the weather gets above 65 degrees, I'm not running with, with music. Because I'm, I'm also getting ready for the marathon. I'm going to run the marathon this year. Oh, God, no. Come on, man. It's not that bad. <laughs> it's, it's not that bad. I do like, I hit the cold tub. I like, you go to a lifetime, there's got to be a lifetime in the city. Um, they got a cold tub down I go there. to Soho at the gym, but I've been in plenty of cold, cold tubs. Tub. Yeah, so I like the cold tub. I like David Goggins. I like, I, I listen to different podcasts in regards to like Andrew Huberman and certain individuals mm -hmm. will talk on just cold healing th uh, theories and different therapies and things like that. I like that. And I'll do some uh, like cold push-ups if I just you know feel like yeah, flexing it. Yeah, I saw you half naked in the snow yeah. a couple days ago. Doing I like doing that, but that's that's crazy. That's a minute. Me. That's crazier than me running no seven not miles when it's thirteen degrees outside. I had a horrible experience because I used to run. I a know lot. you were cold. I was cold, absolutely, but it was brief. You you're running seven miles. The only the only the first mile is cold. Yeah, I understand that. I, I so and then after that I'm sweating. But I had a bad <laughs> I had a bad experience in. Uh, was it middle school or like my freshman year and I would run and I was running in the cold and like my skin dried up so bad that like my face was like really red yeah, so like <laughs> and like it doesn't sound that bad but like it burned hear me out hear me out hear me my, out, hear me my, out, my hear shit me was out. burning I said, I said this to Joanna yesterday right and I'm like motherfuckers aren't moisturized these days right put on, <laughs> put on some put on some cocoa butter on your face bro you go out, you, Vaseline cocoa butter you're, you're fine bro you are fine you're you're you are like so with me being like mixed, I always just assume like, yeah, I don't need to do that shit. Nah, but bro, I will. I'll be getting like dry skin and then like, dude, that's the thing. Like not not having your skin because then you'll be forty five, looking eighty seven, and wonder where you went wrong. Yeah, yeah, bro. It's probably too late. But it's not too late. <laughs> see, it's not too late. See, man. not having my not having the black dad in the house. I have no like. It took me just until pretty much this year to figure out how to shave properly without getting like ingrown hairs. Mm -hmm. 
And I would try to tell people, they're like, hey, look, we're in the finance. You got to be a little professional and shave. I'm like, I can't shave with that shit. Right. It burns my skin. It's and different. like, I'll get ingrown hairs. Like, so it was cool. My mom. Your hair don't look that black. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> my mom being a hairstylist, she always had solutions for black hair. Yes. So like beards, I've, I've been getting like paraffin treatments since I was like 12. Like, I got to connect you. I got to you connect should, your mom with my little sister. Yeah, if you want like a regimen that's good for men, like yeah. I, have a, I have a beard regimen, conditioner, uh, relaxer, all that's done in the shower. And yeah. then. There's a post beard treatment. There's like it's like a process, like the same thing women do to have their skin all flawless and shit. Men could do and not look like shit all the time. But I digress. <laughs> I'd be having to explain to people. It's like, bro, this is like a. Pro- I gotta shave a certain direction. It's not like a metal razor. I gotta use like a. Yeah, it's, there's a process to it. Um, you just gotta make sure motherfuckers respect your process. Yes, exactly. You know, I, I really had to kind of come to a point. Where I was like, listen, it's just gonna have to. It's gotta go like this. Mm-hmm. This is how it's gonna go. Mm-hmm. I'm not getting the ingrown hairs. But, but I, I got some beard stuff for you. Some skincare stuff yes. for you. I'll send you some cocoa butter in the mail. Okay. <laughs> I. <laughs> I debate like once a week texting you and be like, yo, we got to get lotion. Like it is what yeah, it, like, you we, like, yeah, like, you're going to have to buy some lotion. Like, you would have told me this was like an issue. I have a, you out. I, I, I have a girl of all things. Like, yeah, but you're white. Things. I have a Costco the, card. We can go buy some lotion. Okay, I forgot. I forgot you had a black so, so she's so, she, so she's been wearing lotion yes. since the lotion was invented. She's been, <laughs> yes. They used to have cocoa butter everywhere. Like, there was lotion <laughs> There's everywhere. cocoa butter everywhere. Like, I'm yo. serious. Yeah, because being moisturized is really fucking nice. Yeah. Yes. When you, when you walk outside in the cold, your lips don't crack, and that's really, really Yeah, I mean, my lips be hurting. And then your lips least. crack, and then, like, someone sees you, looks you have a cold sore. I'm like, I don't want to pass the blunt to you. I don't want to share a drink with you. I don't do any of that shit because that's <laughs> I'm, what the, I'm that crack. person. Exactly. Like, looking like, at my like, 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 bro, like, bro, pass it to you. Like where, like, where are you even putting in your mouth? Like, I'll like, go to make, like, some <laughs> motivational content and some content, and I'll, like, go to watch. And, like, bro, what the fuck's wrong with your lips? Delete it. I'm going to drop another gym, right? Uh, lip scrub. I do Aquaphor. Like the tattoo shit? I don't know. Is that tattoo? Yeah. Is it? Okay, I guess. <laughs> the ta- the ta- <laughs> I mean, put it on no, my lip scrub is like, it's like this thing you put on your... You yeah, I know what it is. It's just really bad for your skin, actually. But really? Like your lips, yeah, because it pretty much peels away your skin and stuff like that. Like, like a sugar-based one? Like Yeah, even that, it's really bad for you. They just say, like, literally get a toothbrush and brush your lips, like, with a toothbrush and clean your and lips And just knock the dead skin off? And then do that, yeah. Because it was leaving my lips nice and fucking juicy, but apparently I shouldn't. No, it does that, but the thing is, it it causes more... So you want us to get lip fillers? Stuff. No. <laughs> <laughs> a toothbrush stuff you even lip fillers. <laughs> Have you ever seen have you ever seen some of the some of the women nowadays with just a little too much lip I have, filler? I have I have I have zero opinions on zero plastic surgery and where it's gone because one I stay in my lane as far as what people do to their bodies. Yes. I have my personal opinions and the only people that need to worry about those are the women that I pursue. Yeah. Um but you know people I've seen all types of jobs done that could be better. Yes. Um, but it's not in my opinion. Whatever makes so. you happy. Yeah. Yeah, I'm whatever not, makes like, you I, happy. I, I am happy over here in my yeah. land. I'm not about to make some girl's life tough because yeah, her no, that's true. And shit. Like, it's, it's not. One thing that freaks me out is well, you'll, you'll hear, like, once, maybe a quarter of, of somebody passing away from a, a procedure like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm just like, it's uh, funny. This chick went to the DR because you get these deals on BBLs. And yeah. she got a BBL, but she went to her doctor back in L.A. a few months later, and he was like, something's not right. Your levels are off. They took her fucking kidney. Oh, no. You they, need that. They were doing, yeah, you, you need one of them. Yeah. So they took one of them. But like in some of these areas, and I'm, most people I know that get plastic surgery done go to a certified doctor. Yeah. But some people are flying out of the country to go get, get them done for $3,000, $4,000. Sinaloa. And then you... <laughs> 
get your organs sold on the black market, you yeah. know, but no one's there to regulate it, so yeah. you really shouldn't have done that. That's insane. That's fucked. Imagine that. Imagine, yeah. like, waking up and you just don't have a kidney. Yeah. No, no, no. Imagine finding out your kidney's been missing for six months, you know, like, that kind oh, of man, thing. Man, I was talking to somebody. That's so crazy you brought this up, because I was talking to somebody the other day that said they had, like, an uncle that, that like, had some hooker over in Vegas, and he woke up on ice. Kidney gone. You got to be careful. I've, I have... Spend some time in Vegas. Okay, let's go down that road. Because <laughs> I can tell you a really crazy story about I, when I was 18 and went to Vegas. I have spent some time in Vegas. <laughs> and, I, and, I, and I don't want to go down this road. I don't so think I can either, because like, I, I think legally, like, our parent company can watch this. I am these. never meant talking about my Vegas. My, <laughs> never again. What happens in Vegas? It fucking stays in Vegas. That's Hopefully. That's a real fucking thing. Hopefully it stays in Vegas. I think my parents got married in Vegas, so I... They that's didn't, fascinating. It didn't all stay there. <laughs> they came back with it me. came back. Vegas. Um, Vegas, dog. <laughs> Let's go to Vegas. Okay, we can do a Vegas trip. I have, and we'll go to we'll go to the club. And God, I'm so I'm so irresponsible. I would club. be the worst club for me. I'm so irresponsible. Last time I went there, I like I looked at my bank account the next day, and I'm like, what the fuck? Oh my god! I was like, what the fuck did I do? <laughs> no, that happened to me the first time I went out in Chicago. Really? Yes, because I went out for my 21st. It was in Chicago, and I had never gone out and. And Ace of Spades, I've bought before. I bought bottles because I like the way they look. You, and you bought a bottle of Ace, not knowing how much you were paying for that shit? I bought four. You three fucked or, up, man. That's no, crazy. I, I bought three or four with no connections. And when she brought me the bill, it was $12,000. You didn't have anybody be like, yo, help me out, bro, because you were new here. No. Yeah, that's insane. I, bro. I have never known. I don't know anybody in Chicago that's gotten that many bottles of Ace without some sort of connection to the club something on the house so you're hooking something up like you, bro. Just, walked in, you just got you walked in dick swinging yes i feel you dog and i bro i, I handed her the card and that was before the tip <laughs> i got i at least got her instagram but didn't eat, like <laughs> for 13 grand dog it should have went way further than the for, instagram for, for twelve thousand, you got the instagram handle i'm i'm happy for you dog the most expensive instagram i ever got i hope it was worth it she had a boyfriend Man, that seems like a big L. You took an L that <laughs> night. You, you took L. a big That was L. one of the biggest L I've taken in my life. I was. Have you ever handed the card and been sweating? Like I was already a little hot, and then I handed her the card, and it was like, "Holy fuck!" That happened. In, that happened in <laughs> Vegas. So I, like I, I would, I withdrew enough money to where I had I switched cards like three or four times that night. Yeah, like, so I was, I'll I was, take I, this one. I was withdrawing from like different accounts. Like I was. Nah, take but that, that was the finest club I've been to in my motherfucking life. Like, what I club? Rhino, Spearmint Rhino. Oh, I have not been there, but I've heard mm. crazy stories about. I have another yeah. crazy story. I don't know this when when Toronto won the trophy. Oh my god! Drake took the trophy to Spearmint Rhino. Oh wow! It's one of Drake's favorite yes. street clubs. Like it is fire. What's the one in Miami? He to. to what's the oh, one Tootsie's. Tootsie's. Yeah, man. I think so. I think Rhino's better. Yeah. I try to stay at a strip club these we days. To, I'm wholesome. Yeah, I think we went to Tootsie's, or I was. I think I was 20 when we did this. I think we went to 11. Or I think was 11, it's in Miami. It's the bottomless pit. And it was my buddy, and I won't. I don't want to like throw him out on the. You should throw him under the bus. Do it. Too much, but he spent two or three grand for a dance that didn't go much further than the dance. But he spent two grand I mean, on a like, private dance. But dude. I will say like. And we paid seven hundred to get in. A thirsty ass dude is a cash cow, you know. Yeah. Like, a dude that is thirsty for a woman is a cash cow. That's why women play men the way they do, and like, rightfully fucking so. And I'm sitting there, and I was in a relationship, so I'm sitting in the corner like this. 
just like waiting for him. I was just there for my, my boy. And like, I was like really proud of myself because this was like, be, like getting in my relationship. And I was like, You were like, Wow, all I'm of those. In, I'm in Miami, not doing a damn thing. You're yes, happy dude. about that? I didn't, do, <laughs> I didn't do nothing. And I was like, You know what I mean? Like, I'm like, I'm in there with a suit, looking clean. My boy's there. I'm helping him out. You know what I mean? Throw a couple bucks on his dance. And this cat is taking forever. I'm sitting there, you know what I mean, just waiting around. It's not till 2, 3 a.m. And I'm, I'm like an early, like, I want to go to bed, bro. Like, what are you doing? You spent two grand? Let's go. Like, we got to go. This dude comes down. He, he looks exactly like the Wolf of Wall Street guy, uh, Jonah Hill. In the in the movie. Oh wow! He looks exactly like that. Yeah. So it's, it's okay to walk up the club. I took my my girl to the, the club in Vegas. Yeah, and like we walked out, sun was up, but we were both happy as fuck. Yeah, had a bunch of money, bunch of dances, everything. Yeah. Um, so going to the strip club with the right people is a fucking blast. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. It doesn't have to get you in trouble. No, if you have the right partner, it will not get you in trouble. Yeah, no, I have I have not been since that one. So I think I was twenty. So that that was my last. My last one was 11. You, and, d d and don't go to any. You're yeah. Fine. You're fine without them. Well, I started young. I was 17, 18. You were a little savage. Yeah. I was no dad, bro. I was the dad. <laughs> you were daddy. Yeah, I was daddy. You were yeah. daddy? Yeah, 12 years, bro. My dad, so my dad, my dad went away when I was 10, but they divorced when I was six. Mm -hmm. So since, since like six, he was out of my life, but like for, for sure out by 10. Facts. And uh, since then, it was like... I remember when my mom used to beat me, we used to have a paddle. And I remember like by the time I was 11 or 12, she went to spank me this one time. I was like, look back, I was like, you better not drop it. You know what I mean? I started bro, getting stronger. Bro, same thing. I remember I used to get whoopings and then one day like, they just didn't hit the same way. And nah, like, dude. And I was like, yeah, I'm growing up, motherfucker. I'm growing up. <laughs> it, was, <laughs> it was like, have you ever seen Planet of the Apes? I have. Where Caesar just is like, you he grabs, he's like, yeah. no. And it's I was like, like um, that shit started to kill yeah. I was like. And she she called the police and she was gonna send me to juvie and that was that was the beginning, so she was, my mom's like an OG. You like, might have to fuck around and write a book. Yeah, I did actually. You did. I did write one, but I never released it. Why not? So I I wrote it as soon as I started in the insurance industry six years ago, mm -hmm. and I I met with my mentor, my partner now, and and he had said sit sit on it and let your story develop a little more because I just got into the insurance industry, so it's more of a biology. On, on, like, I guess the, the first part of my life. You know what I mean? Because I feel like you, 1 to 18, 6 to 18, whatever, is, is really a developmental phase. And, uh, you know, I feel like 18 to 30s. It's crazy. It's going to be like the like next big phase. That phase, the early phase, like, my parents just told me to work my ass off and yeah. earn, earn an education, do sports. Yeah. And like, imagine just being told to play sports as hard as possible. Yes. And that was my only compass. So I'm like, yeah. stay, stay out of trouble, play sports, get your grades. Yeah. See, I was a wild kid. Like, I brought Chicago to, like, my little white ghetto. I, I, I was 15. I had a high point 45 under my pillow. For where were you living? It was, a, it was Pennsylvania. It was a small. It was popping in Pennsylvania. It was not popping in Pennsylvania. I was, <laughs> I was one of the darker people in my area. So I, Darker meaning, like, mentally or just black? Black. I'm talking about, like, I dealt black. with, like, extreme racism at my school. I'm talking about, like, I had to beat a few kids up. You know what I mean? For just consistent, like, hard R in me. And were there any kids that were, that were like, dark-skinned? Because you're, like, you're mixed. Were like the only other dark-skinned kid was, like, kind of slow. You know what I mean? Damn. So, like, that's how you know, like, you in that area. Like, I wasn't, no, like, the, my mom grew up in boonies. Yeah, she had us in, like, mm -hmm. this hick town like it was cunt like that's a, that's where probably more of the country just kind of grew in me over time where it's like you know that there's a piece of me that's just like just white 
You know what I mean? Which is perfectly fine. It's balanced. It's, it's, it's perfectly a fine. Yes. There is nothing wrong with that. Um, yeah, no. I, I, but I, obviously, there's no room for racism. Or, no, not or at all. On somebody because not at all. Skin and shit like that. But honestly, the N word never bothered me as a young kid. I was just so angry that I used it as I just used I just used it as an excuse to like let's just go. You know what I mean? Let's go. Um. <laughs> No, nah, I need for all my white friends to not say that shit. Right? Point blank, period. Yeah. If you're not black, I'm really like, awkward. Shit. But I know hip hop like makes everybody think they can say anything and everything, which is not the case, by the way. So it's weird. A reminder: we're getting into Black History Month. Cut the bullshit. Um, the shortest month of the year, too. Is that you ever think about that? I do. I do all the time. Like I, I'm not trying to be like selfish or entitled, but I always think of it's like so weird. It's like. Preferably, I would like June. <laughs> I like June. Because I like Juneteenth. Yeah, June, June bro. Juneteenth is my favorite holiday. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. I don't, I don't give a fuck about Christmas, Fourth of July, Leif Erickson Day. Yeah. I don't give a damn. But yeah, yeah. Juneteenth, is I'm the happiest motherfucker you could possibly meet on that day. What do you do on Juneteenth? Celebrate. Because I'm from Texas, so Juneteenth was important. Oh, like, I was, yeah. Like, and I was raised to believe in Juneteenth, and then all of a sudden it became a federal holiday like yeah. two years ago. Wow. So big win for Texas. Yeah, Absolutely. Absolutely. So as we start to kind of wrap up, I don't know if there's anything else you wanted to touch on. Joanna, Mary, did I miss anything? Anything else we want to touch on? I got, I got thumbs up. I got thumbs up. I think we should talk more, just a couple seconds more about your app. I don't know yeah. if we, I want to kind of broadcast that more. So the app is called Hexo. Hexo. H-E-X-X-O. And I can put it up for you now, but obviously that was made because... Okay. See the interface. See what it looks like. Yeah, that's sweet. From an app standpoint, you open it up. Say you want to look for a color. Oh wow! So, so just pick one. It's it's a rough beta, as you know how these things go. Um, but click red. It gives you every red location in Chicago. Click orange. You know, in your area. Yeah. And every city has a different color culture. This is sweet. You know. Yeah. So think about like there's a huge gap in search functionality for locations, and these aren't locations you pay for. This is a fucking peer space. You don't need to pay eight hundred dollars yeah. to come use this red wall. Just pull up there. You can create there. And obviously, I have a. Uh, Price model, there's like four or five tiers that give you different access. Permits, better rated locations, patterns, textures, all that kind of shit. Um, but obviously this thing started with me. Like I had a problem and mm -hmm. I wanted to create a solution that fixed it. And I know if I had the problem, I know my friend would have that problem. Mm -hmm. And at that point, like you just have this really, really nuclear group of people, like atomic group of people, you know, 15 people, 20 people, really credible where you could know like this idea has traction. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of where I started because I was solving a problem for creators. And I think there are so many issues in this world that have yet to be solved with simple solutions that like we're so in, we're so focused on like doing the most innovative shit. But I'm like, this is just an interface that helps you search and explore your city better. It's not complicated in nature. Yeah. And no good design, no good app, no good idea is complicated in nature because it has to be digested by a consumer if you want to sell it. You know, it has to be yeah. simple. Good apps are simple always. When are you going to go public with it? Uh, I'm going to do a beta phase probably in the next month and then take that feedback and um, get ready for launch. So by the summer. By the summer? By the summer, motherfuckers will be running around enjoying this app. And yes. This, this will, I was talking to her about this yesterday. Like, it'll cut like two or three hours out of your planning process, and time is money. Yeah. We spend so much time trying to find the right place to shoot. Yeah. I can't even imagine. It's, 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 and from an advertising standpoint, like I've spent $20,000 on a location scout. Wow. And sometimes it's necessary because they come to permits. Sometimes you want to come through with a fucking semi-truck that blows up, so you need to, like, have different sorts of access and permission from the city. But, yeah. you know, there's there's a process that can help you get what you want, and I'm trying to create a much smoother process. Wow. I'm really, I love that. I'm really helping my friends right now. I'm doing this for the fam. Yeah. Like, for the, my network. Like, 
As you say, this is really going to help your niche. You know what I mean? The media people in general. Say you, oh my God, you got to do a pair of shoes. You want to flex that shit? Go get a fit off, put the color red in, go stand in front of a wall. How many fucking TikTok people are going to be running all around the city creating cool kind of content? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So it has, has a lot of legs. And I can take you to the business deck. It's I'm uh, seeking half a meal right now. Yeah. Um, but I can take you through that and you can check it out. But it's I, I love it. I've had a blast. I've grown a ton. It's been challenging. And I know I'm working towards something that's really fucking valid. Um, yeah. And I tell myself that when I get down. Actually, I don't get down because I believe yeah. in myself. I love that. I love that. The last thing and the very last thing, Velvet Taco. No. That's don't, what don't, I thought. Don't, don't, don't mention that shit. That's what I thought. I did not like it. I went there. I got three tacos. They were $35. I'm like, right? it's cool from like an experimental standpoint, like a chicken and waffle and grits taco. But no. what the fuck am I even really eating? You know no, what I mean? No, dude. Um, I, liked the, I liked the red velvet cake. That was it. No, I just, no. Velvet <laughs> You're taco, not a sweet dude, guy, but I, I got like, the cake. When I think about tacos, my Mexican food, like I would just want it from... Mexican, Abuela. Mexican people. Yeah. <laughs> like I just want it from people that are from the culture, Bring not it. from someone that's making a... A shrimp and grits taco doesn't really need to exist. Yeah. And it's experimental, and food is creative. So yes. you can't be experimental. But if you ask me to go to Velvet Taco, I will delete your number out of my phone. <laughs> I don't know. Never talk to you again. Don't ask <laughs> like, it's like a last, last desperation. Don't Do you have me. a favorite taco place outside of uh, finding? I like Arturo's Tacos, um, which is on Armitage and Western. Uh, there's a spot on North right next to my house that's open like two hours a day. Oh, hard, wow. Hard to catch. I mean, I'm pretty sure it's a front for something else, but they make good food. <laughs> they have the best potato tacos, and it's fucking delicious. Um, I like my home tacos, but yeah, I can cook, I so like, I, I just like to handle things in my kitchen. Yeah. Um, yeah, simple dude for the most part. Yeah. Will you clean it up after you cook, or...? Um, it depends. So usually I cook for my friends a lot. So yeah. So like if I'm buying the food, prepping, all that shit, then y'all can clean the crib. Yeah. And I'm gonna go smoke this blind and sit on the couch. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. But if it's just me, like yeah. Okay. See, that was that's one of the things. Like I kind of like. I, I, I hate. I like. I'm so OCD where it's like if somebody doesn't clean it the way I want it to be clean. I'm gonna probably be. That's upset. true. But part of me is like you know, as the chef, sometimes you your job is done. Yeah. You yeah. Know, that's like true. If you cook the food and feed the mouths, then someone else could pick up the fucking suds. You know. Yeah. Um, exactly. So yeah, and nope. I cook and like I. You will come to Friendsgiving next. Yeah, in, in November. But Let's I cook, cook collard greens, how those motherfuckers on the stove for like six hours. Everybody brought a dish. It was so much food, beautiful spread. Fed like twenty people. Everybody happy. Yeah, yeah. So Let's come, go. come check that out. Yes. Well. Let's do it. Well, make sure you guys check out LaSalle Smith. Shot by LaSalle. Shot by LaSalle, of course. And is there any other social media platforms you want to shout out? Uh, you could shop by LaSalle and Hexo dot color and cool. just be in, be up to date with that because there's a lot of. Um, really exciting news coming with that idea let's go and i'm planning very very meticulously let's go well thank you for attending today brother and i hope you have a blessed day i appreciate you boss man anytime yes sir